Hello and welcome to Soaring to New Heights. This is your one-stop shop for all things women's footy in the brown and gold. My name is Tim and I'm joined by my co-host Liam. Liam, how are you going? Um, going very well, Tim. It's an early start. We both had not much sleep for this recording, but let's get this party started. Absolutely. So this is a three-part series that we're going to be recording and there's going to be a big announcement at the end of part three. So essentially, this series is us very quickly discussing the big questions we have for each of the players on the Hawthorne AFLW list ahead of season eight. Now, some of these questions might be a bit straightforward, while others might be a bit more abstract. And the format will go with one of us asking questions and the other trying to provide an answer. We'll obviously take it in turns. So one person will ask a question and the other one will respond. And we want your questions on the socials as well as we start to head towards the beginning of season eight. Yep, and um, just very quickly before we commence these questions, a little bit of news. Obviously, we've got the leadership group announcement since we last recorded with Tilly, the captain, no surprise there, Jazz Fleming and Emily Bates, the co-vice captains, and then Lou Stevenson, Kath Brown and Tam Luke making up the rest of the leadership group. So congratulations to the six of them. And our practice matches have also been announced, Timmy. Yeah, so we've got the match simulation against the Dogs taking place at Kinetic Stadium over in Frankston. It's 1 p.m., on Saturday, the 12th of August, so in two weeks' time. And then we've got an actual practice match against the Melbourne Demons, this one taking place at Casey Fields, 2.05 p.m., and it's the weekend after the first match sim. So that'll be Saturday, the 19th of August, and that game will be streamed live on the club website. Yeah, get around the games. You can, I am might put my financial decision-making aside. I'm actually going to the Dogs match sim. So. Yeah, it'll be very, very fascinating to see what changes there have been in terms of game plan because we know obviously we've had some changes in terms of personnel on the list now before we start this Liam in terms of Tam Luke being on the leadership group it's absolutely fantastic and the big show will be on our podcast so when you're listening to this have a look on Spotify and you'll probably be able to see our interview with Tam Luke who's coming back from an ACL and then also congratulations to friends of the podcast Lou Stevenson, Kath Brown, and obviously Tilly, who've all been on our podcast. And we know that all of them will do a tremendous job this year for the Hawthorne team. Yeah, tremendous people. No surprise that they're all in there. Absolutely. All right, let's kick it off, Liam. Okay, so my question for Tegan Cunningham, um, does her versatility hurt her and does it mean she doesn't get a regular game? Yeah, great question. I think... At this stage of her career, I think Tegan's probably going to become more of a role player uh, and probably a backup player. If we think about last year, she had to do some pretty huge jobs. She had to go back and play in defense when we were looking a bit short. Obviously, when Tam Luke went down with the ACL, she had to do some ruck work as well. Uh, And I think this season, we'll probably see Tegan more games on the sideline. Uh, rather than in the team, but obviously using that experience that she has to be able to propel our new breed. So whether it's Anya McDonough and Lucy Wales through the ruck, we've also got Casey DeMond as well, who's been doing some ruck work. And I think that we'll probably go with that speed this year. Yeah. All right. Janet Baird, Liam, number two. Will we see the best of Janet Baird in terms of that VFLW form carrying over to the AFLW? If she gets the opportunity, I think, yes, she's actually had a full preseason this time. She was injured last preseason, and from what we've gathered, speaking to a few people around the club, she never 
I don't think she ever quite got over that. It's very hard to get over an injury that disrupts your whole preseason, mind you. But um, I think if she gets the opportunity, yes. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see. We're hoping to see the best of Beardy uh, this year. Yeah, so number three, Greta Bodie. We know she's a star, but how will she adapt to a team that doesn't pound the ball inside 50 the way the Lions did? The Lions put the ball inside 50 like no one has ever done before last season. But she does work well at the ground, so I'll let you try and answer that. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll see both Greta Bodie and also Talia Fellows using their speed and endurance getting up the ground and working back, similar to what we saw in Season 7 for Hawthorne's AFLW team. So I think we'll see Greta being able to adapt uh, incredibly well to the game structure. And I think she'll bring some of that class uh, and also some of that competitiveness that she was able to bring to the lines into the forward line for Hawthorne. So I don't see any issues with it. And I think she'll be able to adapt incredibly well. And I think we'll see her and and Talia using that speed up and down uh, the wings and then pushing into that forward line and being able to lose their opponents that way. Number four. really excited to watch them, Timmy. (laughs) Number four, Matea Breed. How far into the season do you think it'll be, Liam, before we see Matea debut? If I had to put a number on it, maybe around six. But um, I think she could debut at any point in the first seven weeks of the season, to be honest, just depending on injuries form. Um, she's a mobile, third-tall, key-forward kind of player. She's very athletic, very talented. Uh, we've got a few players in that role, so just whether she needs to wait for an injury or a bit of form, we've got a reasonably challenging start to the season, so if you, I don't think you want to throw her in that early. But, yeah, she's a super talent from what I've seen of her. So I'd say around the halfway mark of the season, in summary. And we now got Jazz Fleming, Liam, number five. I think it's your question. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Can she take her game to the next level by improving her ball use? She ranked 100th for disposal efficiency of the top 100 per game ball winners in the competition last season. So can she improve her ball use to really take her game to the next level? Uh, The answer to that one is absolutely. She won't be starting year 12 while also trying to play professional women's football this year. And I think we will see a massive improvement from Jazz Fleming. We know that she's incredibly driven. And obviously having people like Emily Bates there in the team helping you uh, is only going to do wonders for Flemo. So I think this year we will see her being able to improve that ball use out of sight. I agree. I just think we had to raise it. (laughs) Number six, and it is Zoe Babakos. So without her Mosquito Fleet buddy from season seven, will Zoe be able to bring the same defensive pressures uh, that we saw her use in the forward line? Uh, I think the answer to that is a pretty emphatic yes. She is quick. She is a good pressure forward. And at the end of the day, without well, without Dom Carbone there now, who I'm still surprised has not been picked up for a supplementary list spot at time of recording. Um, first of August, by recording this. Um, yeah, she is. She yes, she will be able to bring that defensive pressure, and perhaps even more so, realizing that a bit more of that onus may well fall on her when she plays now. Yeah, big shoes to fill for Zoe this season. Uh, Aileen Gilroy is my question. Um, she had a delayed start to pre-season due to some commitments overseas, which is fine. But does that impact her during the early rounds of the season? 
No, no. Ali Gilroy, we know, is an absolute professional. She's that consummate professional. So she would have been hitting the ground running while overseas uh, on some commitments. She would have come back. She's hit the ground running. Uh, looking forward to seeing Gilly this year. It'd be interesting to see where she's deployed, Liam. Because as you said, we do have a huge number of players who can go through that half forward. We know we've seen Gilly play uh, in the middle at times, and we've also seen her down back. So it's going to be fascinating to see whereabouts Gilly is played or whether or not she's a, a plug and play this year, depending yeah, on who we're playing against. I thought whether she played may have been a little bit too simplistic, but yes. Yeah, so in terms of that plug and play, uh, where on the park do we see her best being used and deployed uh, by the coaching staff? Number eight, Talia Fellows. Uh, with side, or sorry, will sides be putting more time into Talia to stop her from being able to use her running prowess? I would say yes, but there's a Greta Bodie-sized addition to our forward lines that might actually mean they're, they're putting less time into her because Bodie is going to draw a lot of attention. Um, I certainly think they're going to try and stand off her back shoulder and prevent her getting goal side because we saw it against Fremantle. Once Talia Fellows gets goal side, it's game over. But yeah, I think I think sides will certainly be more aware of her this season, having now had a chance to really watch her. There's some good footage of her now. They know what she's about. So I think they'll be more aware of her, but whether how much more time they actually put into stopping her running will depend on how much they're able to divert from Greta Bodie comfortably. Yeah, because I just thought in terms of Talia, we know she plays a similar role to Dylan Moore in the men's team. I just thought it'd be fascinating because we've seen this year, obviously, teams have put more time into Dylan to stop him using that running prowess. And we know that Talia possesses uh, a huge tank and obviously great speed as well. So it's going to be something for us to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, my last question for this episode, Charlotte Bascaran, number nine, only number, only change of number we have. Can she get enough midfield minutes with the addition of Bates and the likes of Lou Stevenson and Bridget Deed probably playing more? Or does she perhaps take on a bit of a new role to maximise her impact as well as rotating through the midfield? Yeah, I reckon that we're going to see Carol playing predominantly through the midfield. We know she oozes class. That's where she played as a junior when we saw her in games for the sorry for the Box Hill VFLW team. She was playing through the midfield and she looked a class above. And I think she'll play midfield minutes. And I think she probably gets midfield minutes ahead of the likes of uh, of Lou and also Bridge purely yep. based on uh, the skill and speed that she's able to use through there. Yep. Uh, and the last one we have for this episode, Liam, is about Caitlin Ashmore, so our number 10. How much will the home games at Kinetic Stadium stifle Cashy's running ability? I don't think a lot. Um, she can run. She doesn't, she's not a player who relies on burst. She just relies on her ability to get up and down the ground. Um I think she missed one of the three games at Kinetic Stadium, but we saw against Port Adelaide, she was among our best players. She just didn't run as much that day, but she was, I think when we did our voting for the best and fairest that night, she was in a very clear top three that she was exceptional at Kinetic Stadium that night. So it will, it probably tweak, forces her to tweak the way she runs a little bit, but she is class. She is experienced. She is a running machine. She hasn't, I don't think she'll have much issue with the ground, especially now that she knows it a bit. It'll be fascinating to see as to whether or not she uh, she's deployed a bit further back, like we saw in that game against Port Adelaide, where she moved from the wing and almost played as that sixth defender. 
Salim, that brings us to the end of episode one of our big questions. So in terms of our socials, you can jump on HFC Saw on Twitter and Instagram and also Saw into New Heights on Facebook. Please make sure to give us your thoughts on these episodes. Do you think we are on the right track? Do you agree? Do you disagree with us? We always love having fan input and we'll start ramping up the frequency as the season gets closer and we certainly cannot wait for season eight to begin because here at Soaring to New Heights, this is your one-stop shop for all things women's footy in the brown and gold. Yeah, we'll quickly mention Talking Hawks as well. Timmy, we both apply a bit of our trade there. There's a lot of content coming out about the men. There'll be some stuff coming out about the women as the season gets closer as well. Um, you know, every week there's player ratings, match review podcasts, match preview podcasts, live streams, Talking Hawks. I know we're part of it. They do some really good work. Go give them a follow as well if you want to hear about the men's program as well as as the season gets close to the women. But anything else tonight, Timmy? Or this morning, I should say? I think that's it, my M. So it brings us to the end of episode number one. And until next time, go the Hawks.